Unlock the past and safeguard your memories with ScanMyPhotos.com. Here's our special promo code, GoDigital, to get a whopping up to 50% off your photo scanning order. Don't let your cherished moments fade away. Digitize them now with precision and care. Whether it's old slides, photos, or films, bring them into the digital age and relive those precious memories. This is an affiliate promotion, meaning we may earn a commission if you take advantage of this fantastic deal. Act fast, preserve your history, and save big with Go Digital at ScanMyPhotos.com. I'm Maureen Taylor, the photo detective. I really love family photographs, all of them, from the mystery images you find in shoeboxes and albums to the pictures you snap with your digital devices. No mystery is too small. A simple question about an image can lead to new stories of your ancestors. This means you can count on me to help you identify the people in them, offer solutions for preserving and organizing them, and yes, even guide you in the various ways to gather and share picture stories with your relatives. Welcome to The Photo Detective, where we cover historical image analysis, genealogy, and how to work with your family photo collection. All this hot, humid weather has me thinking about how our ancestors coped in the heat. Long dresses and undergarments and lightweight cotton seemed like a sweltering combination to me. But one of my podcast guests loves dressing in period attire. She claims that the outfit is cool, but I'm still not convinced. Hot summer weather makes me think about swimming. But what did our ancestors wear and when? Of course, it varied by generation, with each successive generation of the 20th century wearing less fabric than their mothers. It's a type of generation gap. Those itsy-bitsy teeny-weeny bikinis in the song would have shocked our ancestors. In Sanditon, Jane Austen's unfinished novel, now featured in a miniseries on PBS, the female characters don full swimming costumes and enter the sea via horse-drawn changing pavilion. This made me think about swimsuits in general, including one given to me by a friend. It was a khaki-colored jersey mallet from the 1920s. An outrageous outfit, but it was a long way from head-to-toe coverage of the 1817 era. For generations, women's bathing costumes had caps or hats, bloomer-type coverings, and stockings. There were lace-up beach shoes as well. In the early 20th century, those bloomer costumes covered women to the knee, and multiple layers of stockings took over from there. They were so heavy when wet that some women actually drowned. So ropes from the shore to a pole in the water encouraged women to wade while holding on. Of course, from that vantage point, they could watch their menfolk frolicking in the water. While most women didn't go swimming, there were a few daring women who did. While most women didn't go swimming, there were a few daring women who did. Eliza Bennett and Agnes Beckwith wore outfits inspired by dress reformer Amelia Bloomer. Bennett swam the Hudson River in 1877, and Beckwith swam from London Bridge to Greenwich in 1875. It wasn't until the 1890s that their princess suits became more popular. 
they were scandalous, resembling form-fitting lingerie. By the early 20th century, a female swimmer, Annette Kellerman of Australia, appeared in silent films in 1910 and 1911. It isn't common to see pictures of 19th century women in bathing costumes. I haven't actually seen a photograph of a woman dressed for the water before 1900, but I haven't spent a lot of time looking either. Do you have images of your female ancestors in bathing outfits? I'd love to see them. You can share them on my Photo Detective Facebook page. I've always loved history. When I was a kid, one of our neighbors took me to a library and showed me the reference department. He explained how to find information. Can you say hooked? From that moment on, I've loved the smell of books and the fun of hunting new information. Today, we have libraries at our fingertips. Think of a question and Google probably has an answer. But not everything is online and published. There's a lot of photo history that's been lost. From photographer archives to details about backdrops, there are clues in pictures that might not be readily available. Way back when, my first professional job was split in two. I spent half the day assisting patrons with historical family research and the other half of the day working with family photos. The two never merged until I decided that they could be combined. So I began to experiment with the ways that a photograph could lead to or confirm a family history. For instance, a wedding photo can tell you who attended the event. It can also document the event in the case where you don't have a marriage certificate. It also tells you possibly where the couple was married. A woman's hat can identify her ethnic origins. Yes, that's absolutely true. I have seen some fascinating hats in my time as the photo detective. Now, decades later, I've proven again and again that photographs and family history go together, well, like bread and butter. They're a natural match and one that's often overlooked in the search for census records, vital statistics, and other types of standard genealogical sources. I'm honored that you've given me the opportunity to look at your photos and work with you to solve your family photo mysteries. For me, every photo is different. Sure, okay, there are babies and weddings and even post-mortem pictures, but each and every one of them is unique. It's all about how the clues add up in the images that makes them different. When I first meet someone who isn't a genealogist, they want to know about the memorable, i.e. famous photos I've worked on. Sure, I've looked at more supposed Abraham Lincolns and Jesse Jameses than I can count on fingers and toes. But my work isn't about the famous folk. Your ancestral photographs are fascinating. Yet it's not something everyone understands. Not all family photographs are valued. It's a hard fact to accept. To me, no photo is ordinary. Each and every one is a story to tell. Some of the clues are in the picture, and others can be found in documents. But the magic happens when you add it all together. For me as the photo detective, every day there are new pictures, new discoveries, and a brand new story to tell. Do your relatives come to family events with unidentified family photos and envelopes, boxes, and albums? I can help. Perhaps they even email them to you. And certainly in this, in these interesting times in which we live, those in-person events probably aren't happening. 
but I'd love to host a virtual photo detective roadshow for your family or organization. It's really easy. So you use the photo detective roadshow link in the show notes to send me the details on your event or the gathering, the date and the time of when you're all going to get together as a family. Arrange for Wi-Fi and I'll beam into your group using my Zoom account. You'll be able to see me and everyone can share their photos via webcam. It's also recorded so that you can watch it again later. My husband's in-person reunion isn't happening this year after all. Due to current circumstances, it's being rescheduled for another year. So whether you find yourself in a similar place or you're thinking this is a great time to catch up with family even if you can't see them in real life, my new class offers tips on connecting with cousins. Collecting, sharing, and collaborating on family history has never been easier. A lot of families are meeting via computer, and there is a way to turn those casual get-togethers into a virtual family reunion. Those cousin connections can help you build a family archive, identify photographs, and save stories. My husband's family gathering dates back to the late 1940s, and they've never missed one. This year, however, things are a little bit different. But not seeing everyone in person doesn't mean we can't gather with the technology at our disposal. We have what we need to collect, organize, and share family information, photos, documents, and all the other stuff passed down. That's why I created a new three-part masterclass, Cousin Connections, Plan a Virtual Family Reunion. The tips in this webinar are transferable to in-person events, too. Details are in the show notes. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it on social media, leave me a rating and a review. And if you know of a friend or family member who's also interested in family photographs, share this episode with them too. See you next time. I'm thrilled to be offering something new. Photo Investigations. These collaborative one-on-one sessions look at your family photos. You and I meet to discuss your mystery images and find out how each clue and hint might contribute to your family history. And trust me, these images can reveal so much in your research. I have decades of experience in the photo, genealogy, and history industries. This is your chance to learn from me and discover the stories in your family images. You can find out more by going to MaureenTaylor.com and clicking on Family Photo Investigations.